and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic, Dominic Mercurio. I almost forgot my own name there for a second. I almost kind of stumbled through my name a little bit. Who are like you mumbling, A mumbling mumble, mumbleson. Uh, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. And Anton Patzner. Hi. Making his grand return. It's been a, a really long time since we've had you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been um, so long. How yeah. have you specifically been i've been fine (laughs) cool (laughs) how and who is anton who who or why or how is anton we got a write-in from dino again dino what's up boy dino loves this oh man dino wait just now um uh, earlier today (laughs) oh okay dino writes writes, dino here (laughs) dino here do you guys take movie recommendations if so, sure. if so, you should definitely watch The Love Witch, which is on Amazon Prime. It's pretty nuts, and you'll probably at least enjoy talking about it. Also, Sorry to Bother You is worth checking out now in theaters. Dino, as a side note, next week's episode will be on Sorry to Bother You. Also, bring back Anton or his alter ego, Peace. Damn. I don't know what... All right. Well, we brought back Anton. Um, I don't really understand that last part. Anton <sighs> better make this shit entertaining or else. Also, bring... Anton or his alter ego back. I don't. He's, wait, who? What? Wait, you have an alter ego? No. That's. I don't. Do you know? That's just crazy what? talk. You, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't really know. Do you All know right. I, it's a kind of confusing email, but that like I'm just reading the words that are on the page. But do you know? I mean, I uh, don't know the love witch sounds kind of kinky. <clears throat> yeah, uh, could be. <laughs> it almost sounds as good as the fish witch. <coughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Fish sandwich, of course, from the what? restaurant otherwise known as Chibo in L.A., California. Oh, of course. Don't even worry about it. Know. All I know is this. I will not be ordering the fish, which. <laughs> <laughs> so don't Anyways, even fucking talk to me anymore. Do you know it's great to have you back a part of the episode? Glad you're still sticking with us, tuning in, sticking around, sticking to it. And definitely, uh, this goes for everyone. Go ahead and send those recommendations. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. If you feel like you if you want to hear our thoughts on a film specifically, we will totally take your recommendations. We will consider it. We might. We will we'll at least consider them. <laughs> but if we like it, if we like the thought of it, we'll be like, hell yeah, we'll do that on a future episode. Sorry to bother you, Unless Dino. It's, it's really a stupid recommendation. <laughs> right unless we just go just like kidding. that's a hell no yeah. but if you do want to write to us it's totally tell me at gmail.com you know just uh, let us know let us know what you think or you can just say what's up you know you can say hi hi if you have any questions for us we'll happily answer them but anyways yeah. we're here tonight to t- discuss uh, a new film that i just realized i forgot to look up all the information for but Uh-oh. i can tell you this it's called Three Identical Strangers. It's a brand new documentary that just came out in theaters. I don't know who directed it, but I will look it up very shortly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's about three identical strangers. And that's that. Uh, we'll be getting into the details in a little bit in the second half of the episode. Um, but for now, you know, we're going to talk about our week. Yeah. Starting with uh, the long lost Anton. Anton. Uh, what did we do this week? Not too much. We, because we are always together. Yeah, I've been doing Laura's. Then the collective, you and Anton, what have you been up to? No, and you too. Yeah, we we went to (laughs) Nevada City. Right, yeah, yeah. So I I actually haven't heard about this much. I've just, you know, heard little bits and pieces, but how did that show go? Uh, It was cool. I mean, we're basically just playing on the street there. Mm -hmm. No, no. 
I mean, okay. It was whatever. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We played for this they, really cool they loved us. art festival thing uh-huh. that they have. Uh-huh. Art, well, it's like a first Friday artwork. 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 It was an artwork. It was an artwork, it was. <laughs> very, very, da- very no, wonderful just, artwork take, in front of the old Coopers. You take the old Sorry, kids down to about? the old artwork. Anton, go ahead. Have a chance. What else did we do? We shot some videos. And oh, shit. A, I forgot about that. That was a whole big project. We just tore our whole house apart and... Laura sewed some curtains and put them up against the walls and turned it into a whole movie set. And then they brought in the million dollar lights and display. They weighed a lot and <laughs> they took up the whole living room. And uh, we had, yeah, uh, we had, it was good. We had Matt Rome over here who's yeah. been on the podcast. Matt Rome, DP. Um, <laughs> and Cole. And Cole, that's right. Both killing uh, it on the lighting. Yeah, they, they killed it. Um, and then I was helping out on one of the cameras as well. Oh, yeah, and Jules. Oh, right, yeah. Matt's. Julia. Julia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I won't, don't know if she goes by Jules or Julia. You can call her Jules if you want. I think I'm she sure, talks. I'm usually, sure she'd like that. <laughs> it, well, Jules is her name on Instagram. You were really, yeah, yeah. Uh, you were really into <laughs> into into asking her all about hair. Well, yeah, she's <laughs> she a was doing your hair. Aveda, that, that she's night. an Aveda, official Aveda hairstylist. Like that's huge. Right. Yeah. Aveda. Aveda. No, it was amazing. I had done a post like last minute. Well, actually, I had been looking for somebody to do do hair for this video shoot for a few weeks. And I thought that I was going to find somebody without doing a post and then it didn't come through. And then I did a post, a public post on Facebook and Instagram asking if anybody knew any cool rad hairstylists who would want to jump on board for this shoot. And it didn't seem like we got any responses for that. But then it just so happened that Matt's wonderful, wonderful girlfriend Mm -hmm. is Julia. Julia. Happens to be an Aveda hairstylist who was totally happy to be a part of the shoot. And she like saved the day my opinion <laughs> oh she was great she just like made everything look awesome mm-hmm. i mean hair wise totally <laughs> it was just so great to have her and she was kind of like an awesome just stylist to have on board like making sure everything looked okay yeah. okay on on screen and whatnot yeah, like so we'll be editing those anton will be editing those and you'll see them eventually so look yeah. out for those they're kind of like jazzy uh more specifically lauren anton stuff would you say yeah yeah it um, is jazz it's yeah. laura and anton live performance mm-hmm. of jazz sense Jazz so songs, original and covers. Look for that in the coming months. With Scott Brown on bass. That's right, Scott. Scott so, boy, Scott. So that was my weekend, and then ever since then, all I've been doing is just listening to peop- interviews of people talking about aliens. Oh, that's mm. right. You were working on a documentary. Yeah, so I'm hearing all about like past life regressions and... <laughs> Uh, abductions is that when you like Um, remember your past life yes so (laughs) these people like they're like get hypnotized and then they like start talking as a different person and whoa um wow i hear these people like oh they um the aliens do fertility experiments on them do you feel like you might know too much and the government might be out to to snuff this down but to like, oh, you mean like, should we cut this from the podcast? No, because, no, no. I'm just thinking, do, have like, you felt when you're watching these in I'll your room? I'll tell you one thing I'm scared of. <laughs> I'm scared of like my phone alerting the government. That's what I'm that saying. That I don't like Donald Trump. Oh, really? Like, because there's like, so many people. The other day I was like. You mean yesterday? We I'm not even like, going to say it, but I said like, you know how, you know really you're strong. not, you're not supposed to say that Some you're going to do things. a certain thing to the president. Mm-hmm. Right. I, accidentally, I was like <laughs> Which, joking and I said that. And then I was like, oh, shit, my phone probably heard me. I thought the same thing when I have maybe or maybe not said And that now that we thing. live in a totalitarian, <laughs> totalitarian society, 
can't really do that like anymore. I guess over a million people have probably said that thing in I this country, and it's true. just. Then again, I don't know. Yeah, Laura, what have you been up to? Well, just to uh, a side note on the alien stuff, I Anton has been working on these this alien documentary, doing the sound for that. And uh, I've been hearing it just playing in the background of when I'm in the house, you know, I hear it in the other room and it sounds legit. (laughs) The way it sounds like the mix. Laura believes in it. It's like the way that people are talking, they seem real. You know what I mean? Like there's this old woman who's talking about it. She's like, well, it was in 1963 (laughs) and, you know, we had uh, Jim Hoskins on the board of directors. And he was very uh, well-dressed at the time. Uh, I was out back and I uh, just heard overheard John talking. And the next thing I know, he's telling me that he had this experience. He was lying naked on the floor. <laughs> the aliens were literally penetrating him in his asshole. I don't know much more than that. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. They, are there <laughs> visuals to this, or are you just editing the audio? I think there's visuals. Oh, there will be visuals. No, but have you? Like, I no, guess I'm asking if you, I haven't seen okay. them. But, but yeah. so yeah. you're just hearing all these people. I'm that's, hearing that's kind of an them. Interesting thing. Yeah. The way the woman talks that I hear mostly that he's editing, she sounds like an educated, bright, older woman. <laughs> oh yeah, they got some. They got some. You Harvard, know what I mean? Well, like, she Harvard, seems very legit. But what I'm saying is, are you worried that by you? <laughs> editing this like the government knows that you know too much and that they're going to come and like burst down the door and do a men in black thing like gee you forgot well, everything kind of thing i mean they're going to come and put you on a list I don't or think some shit that no. i'm so much in trouble but you were a part of this you're a part so of, is netflix you know so much no but they don't know it yet because it's not submitted there yet but or, they're aware you've of heard that you've is. heard the interviews well, the raw interviews that's a lot of info. Right, right. Oh, like, I'm, I'm hearing the extra stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, You're hearing the shit that the public won't know. Are the people in this the, movie still alive? <laughs> that's a question. I don't know. So you got to look into that. You don't know? What if they put a hit on on you and like you need to know about this? Well, the guy... So this is a sequel to the first one. And the, the first one, the guy the guy got in trouble. The subject. By the government? According to him. What? Oh, my God. See? Wait, this who? is what? this is dark stuff. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, oh, okay. this so is like, dark. So really? the the Kinda. subject of the this is I'm doing I'm working on part two right now. Right, part yeah. one, the subject of it was this guy Stan Romanek, mm-hmm. who who got busted for child pornography on his computer. She says the government planted. That's what I'm saying. So what if you get some fucking plants now? No way. Am I? I mean, they don't care about me. You know so much though. You know I, all the truth. You know the truth. He's not an Laura, Laura's paying to attention to it more and than I am. The, I'm just making I'm sure. Not, that I literally made up every word. Oh Whatever oh, I just said. Laura, is that now you got to watch. And now you're saying this on a podcast. You guys got to be worried. Point being, these people know what they're talking. Like that woman in the movie, she sounds smart. Okay, and there are some experiences that she has to tell. I don't know exactly what they are, but it might involve an alien, and it might involve getting fucked in the ass. I do not know. Oh my god. Oh my, uh, oh my oh, god. Oh, Anton did not look happy about that. Well, no, that is what it involves. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is it re- Wait, really? No. That's what all this stuff is about. It's like probing and like... What, a, really? And a, yeah, they're, it's all I about like... I swear I did not even know it's, that. It's all about um, <laughs> just, fertility oh experiments. God. These aliens like bring them up into a spaceship and do fertility experiments oh, on fertility, them. Oh, fertility, key word. Yeah, like... <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't fully know. We gotta wait because these like basically the Probably they're gonna no. edit it into something that makes sense. Right now it doesn't fully make sense. It does sound like something. Some of anyway, it makes sense. point being, so that's been part of my life lately. Uh-huh, if you're asking uh-huh. what's up. I was, yeah. Yeah. So that's been in that's been in the periphery. Uh we did shoot some videos. I was mm-hmm. feeling very good about that. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. a really good time. Yeah. I love transforming our house into another, you know, set. You love a me. house shoot. Well, I don't just you love a house. No, I love a shoot. You love a shoot, but I, you think you've specifically told me that you love a oh, shoot at your house. Oh, I do love a shoot at my house because it's comfortable. I don't have to worry about the elements. I don't have to worry about not having a mirror in there case I need to look at myself. Case closed, everybody. You got the it's oven to make a chicken. Do, yes, she the food. Yeah, we had food. It was all It's all. That was available. so funny. So, okay, we're so we're getting ready for this. We're, we're uh, Laura, Laura bought a chicken, and she's like, oh, my God, you guys, I, I could do what I did last time, which is <laughs> make a chicken for everybody. And when she says last, last time, she's referring to the we are ourselves video if you've seen that video the characters in the video they eat a chicken so we needed to prepare a real chicken to have on the table but of course as the crew we were also planning on eating the chicken once we were done shooting as like a meal between the the crew or whatever but in reality what happened during that shoot well i guess what i should say is laura laura says this at this shoot on on saturday or whatever matt's there she goes i could cook a chicken like i did last time for everybody matt just kind of like looks over and he goes I cooked that chicken. <laughs> it was true. I realized actually at the We Are Not Ourselves video shoot, I was so overwhelmed doing yeah, all this other stuff. Yeah, you were doing so much stuff. I you was just in like, the video. Matt, I need you to just cook this chicken. <laughs> you were the put producer? some sp- spices on it and put right. it in the oven. He's like, I can do that. Roger that. <laughs> and somehow I internalized that as like, I did it. <laughs> and then on You might have done it on the uh, Christmas <laughs> video i we did have a chicken on the chi- christmas video <laughs> the too. third time we okay, had a video okay. shoot where with a we chicken well no one else house and no one else chicken. is here to say otherwise so it sounds like you did make that chicken i think i did yeah anyway <laughs> that's just so funny because matt was literally the one who did it <laughs> yeah, standing right standing there right hearing there, yeah. this bold faced lie <laughs> speak spoken before his like i'll make eyes. it just like i make it last time i'll put some <laughs> he's like no i some, made that yeah. chicken i was like oh my god yeah you did <laughs> I forgot. Poor Matt. Anyway, it was fine. But anyways, the chicken was great. Laugh. The chicken was great as it no, was. No, but it was crazy. We're ourselves. doing this video shoot. I have to like be in the movie, be in the shoot, sing mm-hmm. in it. You were doing a lot. Do the yeah. set. You were doing too and much. And I made a chicken. You didn't. Oh, no, yes. No, on this, this one. one. Yes, for this one. Yes. Yeah. No, but it was so simple. I realized that from the last shoot. Realized, oh my God, I can just easily make, make do a it. good chicken. Right. <laughs> no, 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 it's easy. You just put the chicken in a pan and then you put spices on it, sprinkle some seasoning, and then you put it in the oven. Boom, it's done. Boom. It was like e- that, everybody. And I did it, and it really worked. It really did work, didn't it? And it still tasted good. Yeah. Normally, I go a lot further than that on a chicken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a just a funny... Like, fucking in the ass, whatever. Yeah, and, you, but this time... Oh, my God. <laughs> With what, a strap-on or what? I just don't understand how that we'll works. We'll cut that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, so we did the video show. Oh, yeah. We hung out in Nevada City with Sarah Zahn, who is a really cool, awesome promoter that just recently resigned from booking at the Grass Valley Center for the Arts. But mm. she had been booking there for years and she's just really cool. She had a stay to replace. And I just wanted to give her a shout out because she is a fan of the podcast. Number one. Oh, cool. What's up, Sarah? And she's just really a fun person to talk to. Also a fan of Anna Green Gables and Anna Avonlea. Mm, there you go. Got to be down with that. If mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? What's up with you? Uh, I'm good. I uh, watched all of Big Little Lies this week. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned We that. did sort of briefly mention it, but I do want to mention we it for people at home. Um, 
So, you know, everyone was freaking out about this like nine months ago, but I just totally missed the bandwagon. But I'm here to tell you uh, nine months late that I loved it. <laughs> Thought it was great. Um, you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's like about these four moms in Monterey. And there's sort of like, you know, right off the gate that there's been a murder, but you don't really know the circumstances. And throughout the series, things begin to take fold and, and et cetera. Um, anyways, it's like a drama series on HBO. You can go check it out. Um, Laura Dern is in it and she's incredible. She was my favorite. I loved her. All of her moments are awesome. Uh, Nicole Kidman's character, I really felt for. I thought she did a phenomenal acting job. And, uh, I would just say like, while I didn't think that the plot was necessarily anything new, it was very well told. The music was really great. The editing was great. The cinematography was great. The acting was great. And I feel like it all kind of elevated it up to this level that made it better than it could have been if that story had been told in maybe a more like traditional soap opera kind of way. Because it basically is a soap opera, but it's like an extremely well told soap opera. And uh-huh. I really was right. I exactly, it. it's a soap opera. It is, but you know what? It's just kind of for old people's way. I thought of it. <laughs> are you kidding me? This is like such a hip show. I don't know. It just seems like it's for old ladies or something. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, so many people I, I know my it, age are, are are like obsessed with it. <laughs> obsessed. When, oh when, God, when I put this on. on, I like put it on my Instagram or whatever. I just kind of threw it out there, like, oh, watching Big Little Lies, uh, blah blah blah. I got more responses than I've ever gotten for anything else. Like. DMs up up the wazoo mm. with people going like, oh my God, I love this show. Oh my God, how have you not watched it? Like people were freaking the fuck out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. is this Game of Thrones or some shit? Anyways, right. should we talk about this movie? Show yeah. Up. Three Identical Strangers. <clears throat> so uh, again, let me, let me just get a pull up this information here. Three Identical Strangers. So it's uh, directed by Tim Wardle. Three uh, Imaginary. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. It, it reminds me of that Cure song. Oh. Three Imaginary Boys. Right. Anyway, go on. So it's a 2018 uh, documentary out now in theaters. Um, it's about uh, these three identical strangers uh, in the 1980s in New York um, that they sort of they they're all living separate lives. They're separated at birth, and you and they kind of find each other in this miraculous way, and then further developments occur. They're literally long lost twin, brothers, twin brother, twin twi- triplets. I mean, yeah, long uh, lost triplets. You just gave it away. No, that's, that's a not- spoiler. No, that you know that from the from the get go. I didn't. I didn't. Well, you either. didn't, but that's because you guys didn't know literally anything about this. Well, that's well, that's how the you're way to, to do go it. Into it. Okay, but I mean that is revealed within the. Sorry, first... guys. I think that's in the trailer, right? At oh, least. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If not more, I haven't even seen the trailer, but I mean, like that's just in everything. Like you, you see that, like the picture on the. I don't know. I mean, I think it's known. It's called Three Identical Strangers. I mean, how else are we going to talk about this if we don't talk? I hear you. That we that we say that they're three identical twins. We just don't talk. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm kidding. Anyways, point is, you're not spoiled, everybody. I'm I don't kidding. think because there's plenty more to spoil that we won't be getting into until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna talk uh, what we thought about this uh, documentary. Um, without spoiling anything and then we're going to get into probably much more media discussion once we can actually start getting into the specifics of it so uh what did you think of this uh, documentary anton uh yeah i mean it's cool i i guess i'm not really super into feature documentaries in general this one wasn't really too much of an exception to that. it was all right Hmm. When you say you're not into feature documentaries, what do you mean by that? I, there are very few feature documentaries that I 
like am entertained enough to finish. I wouldn't. But have what do you mean? I wouldn't have finished. So this. what kind of documentaries? If I was watching it on Netflix, I would not have finished it. But it was interesting, kind of. Would you watch a series length documentary, such as Making a Murderer, or didn't um, like that? The Jinx didn't or, like that. All right, you just don't like documentaries then. I mean, well, those are those, those kind. Are like true crime. I guess. You know what? We some we watch um some true crime stuff. We watch those um. What is it? What's this hotel room show that we always Forensic watch? Forensic Files. Well, yeah, we watch Forensic, Forensic files. files. That's a half hour long. That's about perfect for me. Okay. <laughs> they always show Forensic Files. Anytime you're staying at a hotel, that's a guarantee it will be on. <laughs> Forensic Files. You can always count on that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's pretty fun. So you didn't really like it that much? Yeah, it was all right. Oh, okay. It was fine. There's like some parts where it gets kind of dark. And like once that happened to me... It became less compelling. Let me just ask you something. Is it because you're not interested in the stories that documentaries a, portray or you yeah. don't like the format of documentary? It's not about... Like, maybe the stories are interesting, but, but you're not interested in the way they're being told. Because you like maybe. dark shit. You like dark movies, for sure. I mean, we've watched, we've watched a lot of dark movies that you have responded pretty well to. I don't think... I think... Like Green Room and... He hasn't really... Uh, no, those are, those are like horror. That's different. That's but I would fun. say those, those are very dark films. Yeah, but not like really depressing. like intense dark. Films. I'm not super into depressing movies. I don't really generally tend to go for de- depressing. So you w- you're saying you wouldn't like this story even if it was told in a narrative way, not documentary. I like mean, a, a, like I like the beginning of the story. Okay, interesting. What did you think? Uh, yeah. Okay, so with this, um, I think that I can kind of explore what Anton's saying a little bit in my answer. With this movie, I thought that the story was compelling and interesting, but the way it was presented and the way they presented the information, there were things about it that really irked me and that I didn't, that I thought were like less than good, you know, <laughs> in terms of the for the execution. Hmm. Just certain, the, even like in terms of the vibe of when they were being interviewed, there was something about that that seemed like a little bit amateur. <laughs> To a degree. And then there, you know, a lot of documentaries will have reenactments and that is a real fine line, you know, because sometimes it can be good, but a lot of times the reenactments in a documentary are really cheesy Mm -hmm. for some reason. And I don't know why, because I like when movies are narratives, you know what I mean? And it's basically the same thing. Why is it that reenactments in documentaries are always really cheesy or like the acting is always really like, it's just, it seems like the acting is not taken seriously or something like that in a documentary format, oftentimes. You know, like when they're doing these <laughs> it's reenactments. It's not acting. Oh, when they're doing When they're yeah. doing the reenactments, like in a documentary as a segment, like they'll often just, it seems like they don't take the, they don't I mean, take the acting part of that seriously or they don't consider that to be an important factor in the presentation of that reenactment. And also just reenactments in general, for whatever reason, it makes it seem like forensic files that's like, what i'm trying to say there's something cheesy about that it makes but it seem have, cheaper that they right, have no, the reenactments it's because of the way that they are it's because of the way they're presented or something about the execution of them in within the documentary format but like in a regular film like a feature length narrative not- film that is an entire thing of reenact okay but, but and that's good you know okay. usually the well, acting specifically, is really specifically important. for this film though i don't think that's a very good argument because there was very few reenactments, and from what I can remember, they only happened in the beginning, and they were out of focus, and you never see faces. 
No, and exactly. Which that's, I thought was really good. A no, good way see, to do I it. think that that's cheesy. Like, because it's like these it's baseless than, people that are like reenacting this. There's something about that. But it's more of that like. That bothers just, me. But it's not just that. And I that's felt, not that. I felt not, like that was the. I felt. I feel like I should interject here and say that I felt like that actually helped me not get distracted by those reenactments because they weren't focusing on faces they were focusing on actions right and so then it just becomes you're hearing these people talk about things in their actual interview and then seeing it reenacted in just sort of like a more uh sensory kind of way right like, like pictures you see in a him book hugging someone or i'm talking specifically about the stuff they actually did shoot yeah, with reenactments you see him hugging someone but you don't really see her face you never see his face you just kind of see the back of his head i think you see him walking up yeah. to something you see him getting in a car but it's like never his face and it's just it kind of just added a more sensory element to it which mm. i'm more into than if they like got someone who they tried to make look like him or whatever and then i would pick that apart more i'd be more distracted by the fact that it definitely wasn't real and they're just trying to reenact it. oh it definitely wouldn't have worked because they're showing pictures of him so right okay i yeah. think that it's something that has not been mastered yet because it's a thing it's a predicament within the format of a documentary is like how do you create this sensory visual element to the story when someone's telling a story and give the people something to associate visually with the story that's always something that it's just treads a fine line of being cheesy you know what i mean like it has the potential to be cheesy and it, it almost reminds me of like kind of in certain cartoons when they won't show and i think this is actually kind of cool in cartoons but it's 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 a little bit comical to me in this way where it doesn't show like an adult's face it'll just show their legs or something like that and it just becomes this kind of like idea of an adult you know is what i mean rugrats well they do that in the muppets oh, and muppets. no not no rugrats has adults but but okay, know. so did this? So this is part of the reason that it detracted from your experience of this film. That was one thing, but I also felt like there was a lot of editorializing in the use of the music and the way they were shooting certain people in the movie, and I thought it was like really biased the way they did certain things. I mean, clearly, like it seems clear the stance that the filmmakers are taking in this document in the role of this documentary so you would the prefer way that it was they're more, presenting the other characters you would it. prefer that it didn't take a stance and was more just fact-based and like kind of presented you with all this information and yeah. didn't really like but force it into really i think that's not totally like that possible very dull i think that's not totally possible because every this has been a like age-old argument like how do, is there a such a thing as non-biased news reporting exactly and yeah, not no, this really this is not this, this is, is editorial. This yeah. is an editorial this is piece. A, and certainly an editorial as piece. As I would expect. But the actually. way that they were trying which to. makes me less into it even. The way that they were trying to like persuade me, I felt like they used certain like cheap moves, especially at the end. And I'll talk about that when we get to the spoilers. But for the most part, I thought that the story was very interesting. And I was definitely compelled to like continue watching it. But yeah, there were just certain things about the way it was made that I didn't love. So anyway, that's, yeah, that was my opinion. What did you think? <laughs> uh, so this is definitely a narrative-driven documentary, as are almost all documentaries that I'm into. It has a narrative and an arc and to me, it takes the form of what you would traditionally see in a narrative film, in a, in a fictionalized narrative film, and takes that form and makes a real story kind of fit into that arc so that you feel a similar sort of like story beat and a sort of drama unfolding before you. And I think you really have to, this I guess is mainly in response to what you were just saying, Laura, 
you really have to make a choice when you're making a documentary. Do you want to do that? Which is, I will say, wildly more successful as far as like wide wide mass appeal. And I would even say personally, I much prefer this style over like uh, today we're sitting down and uh, this is a report about the facts of the case of this and this. And like, I do think that the way you have to do this to make it entertaining is craft a narrative. And that was what was pulling me through as well. I totally agree with you. This narrative is, I think, fairly incredible. Um, and there was really some interesting elements at play that I was I was unaware of and thought were very interesting. Um, and it actually only got more interesting as it went on for me. Um, I really liked it a lot. Uh, I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I, I don't really need it to be perfect to say that I highly recommend this film uh, and that I almost I, I don't really see how it could have been done that much better. Um, it felt like I I feel like I got a full story out of it. Um, I felt like there was a good enough ending for me, uh, and it it gave you it gave me a, a similar feeling to just seeing like a great narrative film, um, and that's kind of what I want out of documentaries. Honestly, like I can be with you, Anton, on like some documentaries can feel really dry or dull. But this was absolutely not one of them to me. I thought it really did a good job of being like some of my favorite documentaries. Um, this kind of reminded me of The Imposter, which I don't know if you've seen. Uh, on It's on Netflix, The mm-hmm. Imposter. Oh, it's excellent. Uh, but also has some pretty major twists and turns. Very clearly follows a narrative. And it just kind of pulls you along in a sort of way. I mean, it's just like... It's oh, a narrative-driven documentary, yeah. Just for the record, I do not have any bias against documentary films. I think there are great documentaries out there, and I'm certainly open to watching them. I have nothing against... Oh, as me. What's your I fave? would never say I don't. don't I What's would never a make one, a blanket Laura? statement saying I don't like documentaries. I didn't say... Oh, what what, what like documentary terrible. do you like? I really like... Well, the 7-Up series is really interesting. I also really like this one called... Um, oh, yeah, that's incredible. That's an incredible series. Wait, what was that I've one that I told it. you about... Uh, Oh God! It's I'm suddenly blanking on the name. It's about this like five year old girl who's totally insane. She's like criminal. Yeah, we watched that together. It's called um, fuck. I'm just blanking on the name right now, but it's really interesting. I would say The Imposter is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, and then all the true crime stuff. I always love a true crime. I mean, true crime is also really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. But yeah, I, I. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, and what I'm uh, saying is I, I tend to get pulled towards documentaries, though, that are more narrative driven, though, is, is what I'm saying. Like where they take a real story and then craft a arc to it. They, they, they craft an arc into it. And even though I'm aware of that, like I was watching this and I totally know what you're talking about, Laura. Like, yeah, they were totally manipulating some stuff for you to like feel certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I appreciate that more than it be totally dry and have it feel like these interviews weren't manipulated in any way. Like you have to edit this shit down to something. Otherwise it's just going to be a 10 hour documentary on Netflix. Well, no, like I know. Series, and you know? by nature, editing is a form of biasing because Le- it creates a perspective. Like making a murderer. Oh. I actually felt like did a, did a good job of the opposite of what you're talking about. Making, way. making a murderer. Let me just say this. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. Ma- making a murderer uh, is a 10 hour series on Netflix. And, yeah. It really explores so many different facets of that case. It's like going into one random, you know, side street of like one guy's whole story, another guy's whole story. It like really gives you this huge uh, 
information, like all the knowledge you could possibly need of this case from all these different angles of the story. But it takes you fucking 10 hours to do that. I think for a feature length documentary for a 90 minute thing, if you want it to be interesting, you have to have a story in there. Like that, you have to craft it somehow, you know? I know, but I think that Even, you can have a story without going overboard on the like over dramatization or like melodrama of certain things that they they use. Like there's, there are like overly melodramatic techniques that are employed, not in just documentaries, but in regular narrative films too, that I think are mistakes, you know what I mean? That are not necessary for conveying the point or like getting a certain message across. And there's like subtle ways of doing things and there's not so subtle ways of doing things. Sure. And I think that they did sometimes use some not so subtle ways of doing things that were a little bit cringeworthy. Child of Rage, by the way, is the name mm -hmm. of the documentary that is really um, compelling to me. But I also really like, like even little documentary shows like Hoarders. <laughs> I find it interesting. Well, you know? shows I'm That's more, more like a reality into. TV show. I mean, kind of I'm into like a half know, hour or an hour with some commercial. <laughs> like that's reality TV show. I feel like that's a very different genre. Well, that's not really yeah. like a documentary. Okay, I, fine. I, I tend to like real, that more. Is, I mean, I mean, I actually enjoy some Michael Moore movies too. I don't know, like uh, me too. Fahrenheit 9/11 is great. I thought, and yeah, obviously, Bowling for Columbine is definitely his best work. Yeah, that was good. Well, I, I think we should get into the spoilers because I think there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, if you if you do care about spoilers for this, which I would say there is some developments in this story that you may not anticipate, uh, but you know it is just it is the facts of the story too. So you know, take it or leave it, uh, move forward or don't. But we will discuss all the details that they reveal in the uh, in this film. So if you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, now be the time to tune out. Um, okay, well, so, yeah, uh, let's, maybe, even before we start talking, let's give a brief summary as to what actually develops over the course of Good this call. film. So, mm -hmm. these three twins, they meet up, they find each other, they've all been separated at birth, um, they later find out that they were actually part of a study, a scientific study, that, um, was studying twins and triplets, uh, being separated at birth, um, by... Their fam by uh, their families, basically people adopting them. And we even later find out that perhaps this was about psychology. Um, perhaps this was to figure out, is it nature or nurture for um, twins to develop similar and or different um, uh, mannerisms or, or uh, just uh, psychological states or, or even just whatever, like what their favorite color is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, even later a development towards the end of the movie, I would say it, we then actually start to hear from people who were involved in the study and it kind of comes out that, well, there was this other aspect to it where they were actually selecting families very specifically to place these uh, triplets and or twins into families that would have different um, household types you know like is it a strict family is it a lax family etc to see how that affected the uh supposedly identical people uh differently so ultimately it becomes a sort of nature versus nurture argument is what the study seems to be about by the end of it but we're of course hearing from these triplets in these real life interviews and they're talking about how much they sort of regret uh the feeling that they felt like they were lab rats in this case and one of the twins actually uh, ended up committing suicide through the through the course of this story um and uh yeah they seem very mournful and regretful and perhaps somewhat blame uh this on perhaps the fact of this study being done anything you guys want to add before we get into things not 
No. Well, the whole first half of the movie is really fun because it starts off with one guy. He thinks he's alone. And then he goes to college and everyone's there like, hey, what's up, man? And then like People it turns, acting like they know everybody, him. Everybody there welcoming him knows rude. his twin. And they don't it, know that and then he, he has a twin. Right. So then he goes and meets this person face to face and they're like the same person. And then it's the like person it's being big twin. news. It's big news. It makes the newspaper. And then that a third one sees it in the newspaper and it turns out there's the triplets. So that that part was right. all great. Well, are you saying this because this is the only part of the movie you liked is when they were just Yeah, that was the only part of the movie I liked, but um that's also just like the story of the so movie. You didn't that's like, the whole first half of the movie. That's the first story. like 20 minutes of the movie, I would say. I mean, the majority of the film is much more about like the psychology of these of these triplets and like the, third act. the study no, the third act would be I would say when they start getting they start actually talking to the people involved in the in the study. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority of the film is about nature versus nurture essentially. And I mean, yeah, well, the setup no, is. I think the that the first, is, yeah. like the first maybe hour, it just, it basically assumes the position of it's all nature. Like they're naturally just like each other. Right. And that's what they think. Like they were meant to be like that. They, no matter where they were raised, no matter how they had these different lives, they had these innate certain like surface qualities that were exactly the same. They would finish each other's sentences, right. smoke the same kind of cigarettes, dress the same, had the same interests. So it was almost like they really felt at first like they they couldn't really they didn't it, it really like i think emphasizes the surface qualities that were very much the same and ingrained within their kind of like genetic makeup. and they're playing it up in the talk and they're shows. playing it up to like really feel like they were all the same person but there was also this stuff like brooding beneath the surface that sure. eventually comes up realizing they're not the same person that in fact there are a lot of innate differences there that are okay. much deeper rooted and it maybe did have an effect in terms of like where they were raised right. and all that. Okay. So that's the first half of the movie. The second half, it gets into this like preachy deep. Like Okay. Bullshit. So, so you're saying that because you only liked the part up until, uh, they start discussing psych- psychological stuff. Yeah. I didn't like any, okay. I would have turned that off like right away. That's like so crazy to me because that's when it got interesting for me. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's a kooky, crazy story about like these three people who found each other or whatever. But what really makes it interesting is the fact that they're part of a scientific study on nature versus nurture and not having chosen this it's like the it actually becomes about the psychology of somebody who is a part of a study when they aren't signing up for that and no one involved in it is like able to have agency over the fact that they're chosen for this study i mean that shit's fucking that's fucked up that's fucked up (laughs) shit you (laughs) know like to be doing experiments and i and i feel for them i i personally took the stance of like that is fucked up like i wouldn't want to in my later years find out that oh did you know that actually your life uh was a fucking scientific study you know right that's like some truman shit it's fucked up like i'm okay with i'd be okay with it you you would be okay with that yeah up until now like say five years from now i donate my life to science hell yeah let, let me ask you this say say five years from now laura goes Sorry, bud. Here's the thing. <laughs> Us meeting, our whole relationship, that whole marriage thing. Look, it was just part of this like psychological study that I'm doing. I actually work for this um, company. And what we're doing is we're sort of like uh, pretending to fall in love with these various different people and blah, blah, blah. Or like, what if something like that totally overturned your whole life? Would that not fuck you yeah, up? Yeah, script right there. But I'm asking that. Like, wouldn't that fuck you up to know that know. a major part of your life was like totally not real? I wouldn't 
necessarily say well the thing is they're adopted so they already know that their nightlife is different than it would have been. but they never knew for their entire adolescence that they had two brothers twin brothers yeah. they never knew that they were un un, un uh, well they were forcibly put into a scientific experiment you know, it was like someone was watching them their whole childhood, making notes of everything that they did. I mean, you don't think that's like really fucked up? Not and only that, but they were basically separated against their will and and displaying, you know, signs symptomatic that, signs yeah. that they were mentally disturbed as a result. Like they were banging their heads against the walls and shit and like knocking themselves out at the age of like two years old or whatever because they were having well, separation we, anxiety. Now we know that we shouldn't separate twins. So we learned something from it. So that's know. really the stance that you take? Yeah. But you For know sure. What? I, I think, think that, that science they knew is that. So you think that. They knew that though going when the minute these kids yeah, exactly. were displaying like, these signs, they could have said, okay, we see that this is having a negative effect. Maybe we should bring them back together. But did they do that? No. And it was like definitely morally fucked up. I, I would feel so deeply disturbed if I found out that a major part of my life was like not real just because someone else decided that I needed to be part of their game for even if it was for honestly, even if it was for the greater good, I would be pissed. I'd be like, I don't fucking care about what the results of the study are. I should have chose to be a part of this. It's like someone taking out a piece. It's like someone removing an organ without your consent. It's like going into a surgery and then being like, yeah, we did remove your appendix, but we also go ahead. We like took one of your kidneys. We're assuming you're okay with that because you know kidneys. You should really be donating those or whatever. And and what if I was just like, what the fuck do you mean you took one of my kidneys? Mm -hmm. I did not sign up for this. It's like that, you know. It's like I don't someone think making it's like a, that. How is it all like that? Someone's making a choice for you to do something for the greater good of someone else. Or that it's a deeply the, affecting of your entire life. The yeah, mother yeah. made the choice to give them up for adoption. Well, yeah, but she didn't make the choice to sign them up for a scientific experiment. I think she might have. She probably did sign something. How that the said, fuck would know? You think she might have? You're just Now you're just making shit That's up. That's not part of the story I at all. imagine that she must have signed something. There's all kinds of legal things. When you, when you sign for adoption, you sign all kinds of paperwork. Okay, but that's... Neither here nor there because we don't know either. But way. also, how how is that fair for the kids? That's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it is fucked up for a child to be abused. Is I mean, it not? I don't Regardless know. I had psychological experience when I was a kid. You know, I I had like like people videotape me like and ask me questions and stuff. That is not the same thing as having your birth brother or sister twin or or triplet separated you from you at life from the beginning and not be told that for your entire life and then suddenly find out that this sibling that you were so close to that we were clearly negatively affected by the loss of was taken from you without your choice and then suddenly found out that it was all because these scientists wanted to do an experiment on you and regardless of your unhappy, your obvious unhappiness with the with the scenario, like that's just it's common decency. I had another uh, thing to potentially talk about, which is just nature versus nurture. I mean, so obviously this whole documentary, I think, is dealing with this question of uh, what people's personality and and how they end up. Uh, is it nature versus nurture? And I thought that, yeah, obviously the, I think the first two thirds of the film do lean like pretty heavily towards, uh, nature, but,
But then the last third kind of makes it very clear that obviously the statement of this film is that it is almost exclusively or at least heavily leaning on how you're brought up. Nurture, I mean. Uh, So obviously that would refer to like your parents or your environment when you were growing up really does shape who you are. And I felt like that was a really interesting argument that I think is obviously something that people think about a lot, you know, like identical uh identical twins you know tend to be similar but certainly not always identical or never identical on on like a molecular level like they have (laughs) their own opinions and thoughts and whatever but it's like it how much is shaped by our environment when we were when we grew up like what do you guys did you guys agree with the opinion of the documentary that it is mostly nurture i don't think that's the opinion what did you feel like that the documentary? I was mean, saying? I think that it, uh, I don't know, like the last say, the last person who had the last say, I f- felt like said it was equal. But no, she said that nurture she can thinks overcome both, almost anything. Exactly, yeah, that was the final line. Oh, that was the last one. Well, I don't know. A bunch of people said that that it was equal. Whatever. I think that it. You don't think that interesting, this- and that's why I I'm into the idea of twin studies. Now, I think that they should be somewhat more like um voluntary but um but then that would sort of defeat the purpose of this study don't you think well i think so i've read actually a lot of articles about twin studies where twins are brought up in different twins are separated and brought up in different families voluntarily um well no because it's adoption so it's not voluntary they're adopted i guess it's but like maybe they know you maybe you can't do this with consent is the thing which is why it's such a well, murky water you kind could, of scenario. You can't do it with, we can't do it with consent. Well, the thing is, the parents do consent, but so they could consent. The one thing that's shady is that they didn't tell them that there's a tw- that they have a twin, and so. But maybe, if they did, then that would ruin the whole study because then they just want to know where the fuck their twin and it's is. And it also goes against the idea of blank slate with adoption because, like, when parents adopt a kid, they want it to be their kid, and they don't want. They a lot of times they don't want to have the extra. Um, they don't want to have the, the kid's biological family be involved because they want it to be their kid. So it's adoption uh-huh. is complicated. Okay, well let's get back to the question of nature versus nurture. Do you feel so? Uh, you you feel like the documentary isn't really taking a stance on either. They're saying it's more equal. But then what do you? I feel? mean, I think maybe. Oh, what do I think? Yes, I think it's both. Yeah, you. Th- so you felt the documentary took. They looked the same to me. St- you felt like it took a neutral stance on nature versus nurture. I mean, I guess the last line of the movie they might have like they might have like said I like the last nurture third of the movie made it fairly clear that I felt like the people making this documentary were making a hardcore stance on this is nurture. I mean, they're talking about the different families that they grew up in. They're talking about how they became these different people. Their wives begin to talk about like, yeah, all three of them were, you know, these three different people. These, they really were strangers to each other. It's in the title. Three, uh, three identical strangers is in the title. I think in implying that it's like, yes, they are identical, but because they were strangers in sort of growing up in these different environments, it really made them into these different people. What do you think, Lord? What did you feel like the documentary was stating? And then what do you personally feel about nature versus nurture? Um, I think that it basically leaves everybody in the same place where they probably were before the movie, which is that it's a little bit of both. (laughs) It doesn't certainly at all answer the question is nature. Is it 
about nature or nurture. It's both. Mm-hmm. And I think and that's like the, the conclusion that the world has been coming to for time and time again. What? You didn't feel like the documentary took a stance either way. They just were No, I neutral. think it starts, well, it starts like with the facade that it takes, you know, that it assumes the, the stance on like it's about nature in the first like half hour. Well, I think they, and then eventually it moves on to showing that, oh, actually there are these differences because of how they were raised. And so ultimately there are going to be similarities in the genetic makeup and all that. And like from having been twins, yes, there are these similarities, but there are also obvious differences because of how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And also because they are literally three different people. <laughs> well, of course. So uh, naturally like, there are going to be differences just because by the simple fact that one person lives one life and another person lives another life. So one guy walks down one street, another guy walks down the other. That's the difference. Whether or not they like even see it the same way, the physical difference is that one is in one place, the other is in the other. What about? So no, there's, there's always going to be like differences on, you know, the nurture spectrum of things and there's going to be differences in the nature and there's going to be yeah it's just both both of those things have an effect on who a person is and becomes sure but i did feel like the documentary took they crafted a narrative to like i like you said i mean um start with nature as to sort of i think make the relevatory statement towards the end as almost sort of a twist in the storyline that oh, indeed, it is actually more nurture. Like, I felt like they used that as a way to something that would happen in a normal narrative, which is, like, you do believe that this one thing to be true for the majority of the film, that then there's a twist towards the last half of the third act or whatever, that, oh, my God, that wasn't true at all. Luke, I am your father. You know, like, there's this, this like, revelation that is, like, presented towards the end of the film that is ultimately the statement of the filmmakers. And I felt like that their statement felt to me to be pretty strongly leaning towards nurture over nature. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel like when they're talking about the parents that they chose, they like chose these specific parents. They like put these three girls into these three different families just to test the waters basically of these parenting styles, like strict lenient or whatever, like whatever it was, they wanted to see the effects of nurture on these kids. And I felt like ultimately what at least the film is trying to tell us is that that did affect who these three people were to a fairly strong degree. Yeah, but only to a degree, ultimately. And so, I mean, Except and the other thing too is, like it's tw- not, I don't think that their similarities were just surface levels. I mean, they were pretty profound, actually, some of it, you know? And, you know, while they might have had emotional differences because of their, you know, their nurturing elements of their lives, there definitely were like these very profound similarities because they were triplets and that's like undeniable. Mm-hmm. Are all like psychological that. experiments inherently fucked up? Like, you know about, do you ever take any psychology classes? Like, yeah, are you read all the button in the other room? Yeah, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, those people are consenting to be a part of a scientific experiment though. These people aren't. That's the main difference. Those people are signing up to go to Stanford, take a part in an experiment. They know it's going to be a psychological experiment. Like there is a way to do this that it's right. And then I'm okay with it. 
if but people I guess the, the, the variables change but when there's consent. Like there's for example, almost always lie to the someone in the psychology. I psychological think with this, with there's always some lie. Like oh, you're like shocking some, or, or you're not doing. I don't know. I don't know what the lie is. What but was I think the one also that's like you're whole, shocking people if you push this button. With this, but an this experiment is, like this, there's no possible way they could do it with consent because right. if there were consent involved, then it would change the psychology of each and every one of those boys. Right. Exactly. Knowing that they but had I think a brother, that ultimately it's not worth it to be doing experiments. And ultimately they didn't even get find consent. out an answer. Well, maybe they did and we won't know until 2066. No, because remember they it said at the end they released the documents because they got permission. Some of them. They released some of them. Not all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were heavily redacted. But also, to be honest, I seriously doubt they could come to a, like a, a very conclusive you know, endpoint. Just from this one experiment. Well, I guess. Are you there kidding were me? I mean, they many. said there was like five, oh, like there were massive 60. amounts of files. Like, well, there were sixty boxes, and I guess, yeah. So there were a lot of. I feel like they kids. probably have conclusions that they're not revealing to them. They but don't even want so, it still. Do you really think it would be enough studies to know for sure? You know, one way or well, the other. Well, I should hope so. If they fucking went through all this shit, that would be the point, would it not? I guess that kind of evidence to have a conclusion on what actually ultimately dictates a person's destiny nature or nurture that's basically like saying we know the answer to life's biggest question which is yeah, is I mean, fate twi- real or not twin studies is something like it that. seems like a really good thing to study like s- twins that have been separated seems like a really good thing to study like seems like there's a lot you could learn from studying that and that's part of what the movie's doing is is studying that yeah I just have a major issue with the no consent to well, it, right? Or from well, anyone they involved. Consented to being studied, being a, being in a psychological study. The parents, their parents consented that to them all being in a psychological study. They just left out the part that they were twins. <laughs> I mean, that's, okay. I don't want to. I think we've we've exhausted this well. Yeah, three identical twins. Um, I'd highly, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, but you know, these are our opinions. Uh, take it with which, what you will, um, you know, uh, see for yourself. You know. Anyways, this has been totally tell me. We post new episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thank you, Anton, for being a part of this episode as uh, yourself and always yourself. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Yeah.